Hi guys, today's episode is really great. We're talking about our services and what should you offer. Um, Leslie and I share how we both, when we first started out, um, offered too many services and we offered them to just anyone versus really selling people on exactly what they needed. And we had too many choices that were overwhelming. So over time, we have figured out what works best for us um, based on our personalities and our markets and we've narrowed it down to the ones that work best for us and we understand that it could be different for you. Um, In fact, Leslie and I don't see eye to eye on some of the services that work best for us. I shouldn't say we don't see eye to eye, but we, we do things very differently as well as the same. So we'll give you all of those details here in a minute, but first, today's episode is brought to you by Designers Oasis. Designers Oasis is a place to get e-courses, templates, calculators, and estimating tools, and all the time-saving and confidence-boosting design resources you need to run your interior design business. There will be loads of tools added. This is a new um, service that I am providing, um, and I'll be adding to it with time as I build it out. But right now, you can access the free space planning quick reference guide, which is a printable to make space planning quick and effortless. You can sign up for the upcoming e-course on how to accurately budget for furnishings or join me one-on-one with Mentor by Design. If you ever need a quick call to help you get unstuck in your design business, head over to designersoasis.com right now and stop going it alone. Hey, I'm Kate Bendewald. And I'm Leslie Myrick. For the last year, we've been chatting weekly to discuss the ins and outs, ups and downs of running our interior design businesses and decided to hit the record button. We're interior designers getting coffee with each other and now you. While some might choose to guard the hard-earned secrets of their design success, we've chosen to support, encourage, and empower one another to be the most kick-ass business owners possible. Welcome to the Designers Getting Coffee podcast, real talk about running your design business with head and heart. Come join the conversation. This is episode 17. What design services should you be offering? Hi, good morning. This is Kate. Hi, Leslie. <laughs> you sound like a secretary answer the phone. Hi, good morning. Designers getting coffee. This is Kate. How can I help you? Oh my gosh. When I first started my business, I used to answer the phone. I, my inclination would always be to say this is Oz because that's where I worked before. This is Kate, Oz Architecture or whatever. Not that I always answered the phone, but I couldn't get out of that old greeting habit. Anyway. Well, I liked it. It was a very warm welcome today. (laughs) I'm feeling a little punchy today. I'm not going to lie. I had a fun, good, long, hard working week. Did a big presentation yesterday that went great. Um, But yeah, I'm I'm jazzed for the weekend. Love it. But not before I have an install this afternoon. I have a little mini install on a bathroom that took forever (laughs) to finish. (laughs) Anyway, my clients got married on Sunday. And they've been gone all week for their honey- honeymoon, Aww. and they are coming home tonight. So, and the bathroom is done. It's beautiful. I, I hope it's done. The one thing that was still missing was the glass for the shower. And I'm like, come on, people. Yeah. But it it came a long way in the last two weeks after I lit a fire under somebody's t- behind. <laughs> like, you better get this thing done before they get home. Or I bet they're going to no fury. What a like, fun surprise to come home after your honeymoon. Like, oh, my bathroom's finished. It's beautiful. Don't you know? Don't you know? Love it. 
Yeah, so it is almost the weekend. But first, before we weekend, <sighs> so we're going to talk. But first, we're going to talk about what design services should you offer. This is interesting because we're not talking pricing. We have talked about pricing before. You can go back to episode seven, which is all about how to charge for your design services. So we do talk about our services there, but specifically we want to chat today about what design services should you offer. Now, some people might call those design packages, design programs. Basically, how are you packaging and selling your designiness to clients? And I know designiness. I think as always, there are things you and I do quite similarly, but we all, you know, we have our own take. We've renamed things different. We've packaged them a little bit different. So tell me about what you are offering and how you're offering it right now. And then I'd love to dive into, I know we both have stories about what we have done in the past that has not worked, but what is, if you're calling Kate Bendewald interior design, what are we going to get from you, KB? Well, so I don't mean to steal your note or your idea, but I have the same problem. I used to have too many offerings um, and I have now narrowed it down to so I used to include all of my services on my website and now I only talk about full service design because that's what I really want to be known for and that's really how the kind of work I want to be doing so for me full service is not just doing the design part but also overseeing purchasing and installation and if there's construction you know being the point contact for all of the construction and and all of that Um, so that's what is the primary, like, what what I'm known, what I want to be known for. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but I still have other services, and I keep them in my back pocket. And occasionally, if I have a consultation on the, a phone consultation that is with somebody, and I realize I don't think they're a good fit for full service for whatever reason, usually it's a budget question. Then I have those in my back pocket, and I will present them at that point. Um, but they're not on my website, but I do have information that I can send them, uh, after the phone call to, with more details. So the other offerings besides that, um, well, so I have a 90 minute consultation that is where I always start projects. So that's an in person, get to meet you, get to see the house, get to understand the project so that I can put together a proposal for you. Which and this you is a, do, right? this is a paid consultation to clarify. Correct. Yeah. Yes. We both have a oh. 20 minute phone call that we, that yeah. we call a phone consultation. Those of right. course are complimentary, but I think any self-respecting designer worth her salt is going to be charging to be in someone's home giving or real. Soul. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Salt, salty designers we, in homes make we money. Have, we have guy designer friends listening. I am talking to you. I'm sorry, gentlemen. Um, so I, I mean, raise your hand if you've ever done a free consultation. In Girl, home. I have gone on a Saturday <laughs> for a free in home because I'm a dummy. I mean, this was years ago, and I was working with a coach at the time who cautioned me against it, and I was like, "But, but maybe I'll get the job." Guys, I didn't get the job. It was a big no. fat waste of time away from my baby on a Saturday. Right? No, I know we've all done it. I've done it. Um, but when you offer something for free, you're demonstrating what you feel your value is, and so if you want clients who appreciate free and cheap, that, those are the kind of clients you will you will be getting. Yeah. So we we can dive more in detail on our individual 
offerings here in a minute. But generally speaking, full service is, is what I do with purchasing with project management. Um, but I also have um, Designer for a Day, which is a six-hour in-home, uh, one-on-one, more in-depth consultation. I'm not doing any purchasing. I'm just online shopping with them, making recommendations, or doing space planning, moving stuff around, um, going out shopping, helping accessorize, any kind of any number of things that can be done in that amount of time. Um, and then they get a, a report at the end with notes and links to stuff. Um, I'll bring SketchUp with me on my laptop. So if we need to do a quick little sketchy, sketchy level <laughs> furniture plan or arrangement, I can do that. Um, but it's very, it's not super detailed. And um, so there's that. Um, and then I have an e-design service, which I call Simply Design because it is not just for remote clients, but it could also be for local clients who are on a budget. Yeah, it's kind of like a toned down version of, or scaled down, I should say, version of the service. You're not as hands-on by any means with a an e-design, simply design thing. Exactly. And yeah. we have a full episode on that plant. Because yeah. I think it's a, I think, I think here's what we're getting at, guys, today is that it's good to have a, a tiered levels of services, especially when you're just starting out. Um but a lot of times they can lead to bigger projects. Um, sometimes you'll start with a small, you know, six hour consultation and then they'll realize, wow, I really need her help doing this or it's never going to happen. Um, so that's, that's the main reason. Wouldn't you agree? Totally. Um, so you, and again, we'll dive into the details of what these services look like, um, here in a minute, but Leslie, yours are pretty similar. Mm -hmm. You call them different. You have different names for them. So what are your, what are your services that you offer? Yeah, very similar to you. I have the first in-home consultation. I've I've gone back and forth between 90 minutes and two hours. I've made it two hours again so I can charge more. And I just felt like 90 minutes wasn't enough. Anyway, I call that initial first in-home consultation the design jumpstart because it jumpstarts your project. I also do full service design, which similar to Kate is the design sourcing, procurement, working with contractors, styling, the whole shebang. And I call that design comprehensive. I also have a simplified version of that. If they're not looking for purchasing or implementation, they just want the design. I call that designer on call. Basically, it's a simple package. You buy X hours and I'm yours for those hours. So clients can really use that as they want or have me build out a full design plan for them that they will implement. Do you have a minimum hours on that? I do. I'm more of a minimum dollar amount than hours because it kind of depends if I'm doing the work or someone on my team, but ugh, I should have had this information in front of me. I keep waffling. Basically, I kind of have to see how big the project is to know what the minimum is. I want the minimum to be enough time to really make progress. I've made the mistake of having small minimums like 10 hours you can't get crap done in 10 hours and then you're billing for more time. And I found that clients have an expectation of if you say, you know, the package is X hours, but we'll, you know, if we need more, we'll use it. Nobody really is comfortable going beyond. So I try to make sure that it's a high enough minimum that we can achieve what they're looking for without more, more hours on top of that. Um, so yeah, that's designer on call. I also like you have a designer day, designer for a day, same thing as you call it, I believe. And then my e-design are called design kits. They are physical kits you get in the mail with your floor plans, elevations, selections, all that kind of good stuff. 
and they're they're pretty and fun. I don't do a lot of those. I feel like with the e-design model, and again, we'll dive in in a, an episode coming up soon. Unless someone like absolutely loves you and your style, most people at the design kit, um, e-design kind of level are price shopping. And there's a million companies out there doing it cheaper than I am. And that's okay. And if I'm not for you, then I'm not going to push it. But so that's really what I've simplified it down to. I used to have way too many offerings and I had everything listed on my website so that people could know what was available. And it was overwhelming. I had like a $99, I'll do a Pinterest board for you package. And I had like this insane over the top full service one, which had like, it included hotel stays and spa days. And it was just like this, nobody's ever going to overtly pay for that package. It's like, it was just, it was something someone recommended to me as like, have, you know, have the crazy high priced offering. And then your real offering looks more palatable, but it just, it looked like BS and it felt like it. I mean, I was, I had packages <laughs> from like $99 to like 30,000. I'm like, who am I even targeting with this information? So, yeah. and I've tried the Amazon approach, click and buy, like click here to buy your design click kit, click here to buy your consultation. Nobody, maybe not nobody, but nobody I've encountered is going to spend that kind of money without first having a conversation with you and building that relationship. So I was trying to capitalize on someone comes to my website and they're excited and they can click and buy it right now. I'll have a new client. Nobody ever did. And it made everything look cluttered and watered down. And well, and what if you did that and then they were like and by the way I have a hundred dollars to spend well that's <laughs> you know, it something ridiculous so I like, I got rid I'm of that have to refund your money because yeah. you this isn't gonna work and I don't yeah. talk specifically about my services on my website it's basically if you're interested let's talk and that might turn some people off but I think the click and buy type of shoppers are not going to be my clients they can go to one of the big websites who shall not be named that offer dirt cheap design services and they can they can go there but they're not going to be the right fit for me but yeah so I've gone from like 50 different offers that you could click and buy like I'm a shopping cart to here are the main ones and I'm going to recommend one to you that I think is best after talking to you correct so that is like you said, it can become overwhelming. I, I also had all of my offerings on the website and I stripped it down to just full service. Um, I only present those other offerings if I'm slow and I don't have a lot of project work going on, which right now is not a problem <laughs> for me, which I'm grateful for. Um, so if somebody, you know, maybe designer for a day, cause like that's, that's quick cash, but that's a commitment and that's a long day and it's hard work. And it right is. now I've got, I've got, you know, I need to be focused on my full service clients, but, um, generally speaking, um, they're, they're almost off the table, so to speak, but, um, but I have them available and I have all the information. Um, but the thing that I made the mistake of doing is when I got them on the phone, um, I would share, well, let me tell you about full service oh, and, I also have yes. this e-design. and then I, also and I can do this and I can do this and I would share with them all of my offerings, continuing to overwhelm them. Um, what should have been a 20 minute call would end up being 45 minutes, which is just like, I have better things to do than to sit here and like, let my website do that work. If I'm going to offer those things, um, Go back and listen to, we didn't even talk about this in our last episode, but we, we can and we could talk about it a little bit here. But um, if you decide that you want to share your offerings 
um, and detail them a little bit on your website just to make sure that it's really clear and that you can answer a lot of the frequently asked questions so that you can keep those actual 20 minute phone calls uh, to 20 minutes so that you can focus on running your business. Yeah. That's episode just... 16 Kate's referring to, by the way. Thank it's called, you. Is Your Website Turning Away Potential Clients? Yeah. Another thing that I found helpful when I did do that, um, and I had multiple services offered, and uh, I didn't detail all of the information on them. I gave, I really focused on the um, benefits of each and how they're a little bit different. And, and I would point out like which client might be best for that. It's like this is ideal for a, like for e-design, for example, this service is ideal for homeowners who, you know, want good design and good style. Um, maybe don't have the budget for a full service design. Um, and you've got the time and inclination and energy to do your end of the job, which is all the purchasing and putting it together. Um, cause that's not for everybody. And so if they can sort of answer those questions for themselves right away, then they could reach out to me to work together. But one of the questions I had on my questionnaire or my book a call with me was, do you have an idea of which service you're interested in? So that way, before we even got on the phone, I would have a sense of what it is they were interested in. Uh, from the outset. And then if I thought they might be a better fit for something else, I could suggest it. But generally speaking, it was helpful to get a sense of what particular service they're interested in right yeah. off the bat. Too many options makes your web cake, web cake, here we go, <laughs> website, like the Cheesecake Factory's menu, where I don't even eat, I mean, I don't like it anyway, but that menu is so ridiculous. I'm like, I just want you to tell me what you think I should eat here because it's too much. And I think that's what happens on a lot of designers website is we think we're helping people by having 12 options. People want to be told what to do. That sounds very strange, but I don't want to call a professional that I'm interested in hiring and have them say, okay, well, I have this and then this and this and this and this. So what do you think you need? Like, I, I don't know. That's why I'm talking to you. Like it's your job to interpret my needs mm -hmm. and recommend what's going to be the most successful package that's going to get me the best end result. So don't be shy about saying, I recommend X for you and here's why. Because people will respond to that and sense your confidence and they will be a lot more willing to put trust in you than with someone who's like, well, I have this and this and this could work. And I don't know. How about this? Like, I don't know. You choose. What do you think? That doesn't start things off on the right foot. Exactly. I, I've even, so I, it wasn't uncommon for me to have somebody come and book a call with me and show an interest in e-design and then turn around and tell me how stinking busy they are. And that's why their house looks unfinished and that's a conversation for telling them, like, I realize that you are probably thinking this would be a good fit from a budget standpoint, but think about if you end up paying for e-design and I give you a complete package and a complete kit with everything you need to pull it together, pull it off, and then you decide to not do anything because you're too busy, that's going to leave an icky taste in your mouth. Even though I did, I did my part. I did exactly what I was paid for. You're, it's going to feel like a huge waste of money to you because I will tell you guys, my e-design service is not cheap, but I 
have sold many, many of them. Um, and it's worth it. It's better than any of the craptastic stuff you see for whatever, $250 for a room online. That, And I will talk about it in more detail in the next, uh, whenever that episode is. But I have had to be honest and tell a handful of people, like, I don't, I think it's going to feel like a waste of money because you don't have the time to pull this off. And that's, that's how this works. And I think they appreciate that. And two things will either happen. Either they just don't do it and that's okay. They're not, they're still not my client or they're like, you're right. Let's just do full service. Um, and I think and that's, that's why it's good not to have the click and buy options. And again, if you're marketing to a different client, different demographic, you you know you know more about your business and what makes sense. But generally, clients don't know what they want. They don't know the industry. And to be able to mm-hmm. personally recommend to them something that's going to best fit them and their lifestyle and their needs, that's what right. makes you the expert and sets you apart. I, mean, I agree. One of the one of those big companies who will not be named that I have previously freelanced for, the clients got to pick their own packages. I was like, they don't know how much time this takes and they don't know what they need. Like it was the strangest business model of this buy and click, you know, I'm I'm gonna buy a three hour package. I'm like, I can't do much for you in three hours. But that's ultimately how it worked. So don't be afraid to be the expert. They're your packages. It's your business. You know how this works and you can really serve them best by recommending what will be the best fit for them, their family, their budget, their lifestyle, all of that stuff that you're taking into consideration. Exactly. So let's say you have, just to be clear, you've got your consultation, then you have designer for a day. Mm Mm-hmm. And then you have designer on call, which is an hourly service that they, and they buy a certain number of hours, but then they do the implementation themselves. Yeah. So okay. that kind of, was, how is it different from simply design? So in simply, or Des- sorry, your e-design, simply design is what I call my e-design Good service. Good question. So e-design, I call design kit, whatever you want to call it. E-design they would send me photos and measurements per my instructions. I make it oh, easy. Okay. You know, I do the floor plans, the selections. It's the click and buy thing. For designer on call, where I'm kind of their design consultant, a lot uh-huh. of times it's people that are like, hey, this room is 75% finished. I'd really love a new rug and I need some accessories. So that's not really a full service project, but right. that's something that's like, okay, hey, we'll, you know, We'll do this. But you're physically getting in the car and going to their house. Yeah. And- well, oh, and, you know, I have my baby's room, but she's getting older and I'm maybe I want some new paint colors. I found designer on call. The consulting is really good for clients that are a bit all over the place. And it's mm-hmm. not such a defined project of I want to remodel my kitchen. It's kind of like, well, right. the living room needs to be finished. And then we need a new paint color for the baby's room. Oh, I love a new dining table and chandelier. And so I found that meets a lot of needs where it's not a full scope, but they need a designer's help and they need some FaceTime, some handholding. So it's that to me is it's kind of that bridge package where it's not my favorite to do just because it's a little random, but it meets a need for some people that I found full service design just was overkill for. But I think we should, I think we should talk about this a little more because you, if you guys have listened to any of these episodes, you know that Leslie and I do a lot of things very similarly and a lot of things very differently. And there are certain things that Leslie is really good at. And like this, the marketing one, you will hear, like she's 
amazing at going and talking in front of people where I want to die. Um, I am, I, you know, the, I have a different way of things that I'm comfortable with. And this is one of them that I, I totally, totally see the value in having that level of service because you are usually opening a small door that it can eventually turns into a much bigger project. And I've had so many projects like that, that started out as something small, but then they got a taste of it. They saw how helpful it was. They totally get and value you. Um, and that's, you know, when they're ready to do their kitchen, guess who they're going to call? They're not going to call me. They're going to call Leslie because they know her and she's been in their house and Leslie knows them and their taste and their budget and all that. Um, I've gotten to the point where I loathe that sort of stuff so much that I won't even do it anymore because I, it doesn't, for me, my brain doesn't work in little pieces like that all over the house. I like, I need to see the whole picture and do the whole shebang. And I, I've literally had to tell somebody like, I'm sorry, if you can't do this whole room, I'm not your girl. I, I love that you know that. That's so That is so good. it was so hard for me to do though the first time I was like, Kate, you're this is what you're doing. This is business. She's great. You love her. And it'll start there, but in my it's exactly where my brain went. I was like, it's gonna start with this, but it'll turn into whatever else. But literally it's just that I realized my brain can't work or function in bite-sized pieces like that. And it's a request I get all the time. And so I've switched to only just telling clients if that's what they need. Like Honestly, now here's the exception. If they've been a past client and I've done full yes. service for them or something like that, and they want a little bit of this, a little bit of that, that's different. But I want to be spending my energy and my time on rooms that can be photographed. I was and just going to say, that's the thing if with consulting. you've got this beautiful credenza and you've got your janky DIY art that you did while sipping wine with girlfriends above it, sorry. Um, that's not going to make it into my portfolio. And I I think I just felt at first, like I sounded arrogant, but I'm just thinking about if I can only take a certain number of clients a year, I want to dedicate my design energy towards more robust projects. (laughs) Um, but it's hard. And I'm not saying I'll never do it. I'm just saying that's where I am right now. You make awesome points because I will say with my designer on call, consulting, whatever you want to call it, those do not become photographable. You'll help someone, you'll make some progress, but I found those also tend to be the more budget conscious ones where they don't always understand the value of accessorizing of all the time that takes and you'll get them to where they're happy, but it's not something that I've done that has been totally photo worthy. And for me, those are kind of income boosters when things are slow. Those are the projects I would be uh, first to say no to. I like that phrase. Income boosters. It, yeah. <laughs> income boosters. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's, it's not an, it's not a perfectly dreamy project. It's a great option for times where I have the time on my calendar or sure. it's a client I love. And like you said, it's an opportunity to kind of get in the door with people and or sure. friends and family. Yes. But it's I, not see, what I, but in my, with. but in my case, I would direct them to designer for a day. I'll be like, all right, we'll spend one day and we're going to bang it out together. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. You can't do that. Okay. Bye. Yeah. And that's, <laughs> but that's just me. I think that's a really important point you make, Kate, about this whole, you know, what design services should you offer? What do your packages look like? Is that they have to make sense to you. There are and where you are in your business. Yeah. Because it can evolve. And if you absolutely hate 
working with people in person, that's a weird example, but like don't offer full service. <laughs> then you probably shouldn't be an designer. Then you probably designer. shouldn't be a designer. <laughs> Focus on e-design. Or if the idea of like just sitting at your desk making floor plans from somebody's photos and measurements just sucks the life out of you, then focus on being a full-service in-person designer. We offer all of these, Kate and I, because we like all of this. I like the in-person. I like the full-service. It's also draining at times and very challenging. I love a good e-design project where I can just bang off something pretty in a couple hours and make some money and call it a day. So you, That's true, too. I I will tell you that after I just finish a handful of really long full service projects mama's a little tired and mama just wants mama, mama just wants to do a designer for a day and call it good maybe you mama know, or, needs the the painting and wine night with her girlfriends yeah. <laughs> sounds like i might um but i think what what's coming more clear for me as we're talking about this is that and perhaps especially if you're just starting out, is you may feel like you need to offer every service under the sun. Yeah. Um, and offer them to everyone. And um, if you can really focus your niche, think about your ideal client and get very, very clear, you'll open yourself up to more projects that are more in line with your strengths and what you enjoy doing and what gives you creative energy versus being draining. Um, I know some designers who all they do is designer for a day. That's what they're known for. And they make a couple of grand in one day and then they're done and that's it. And like, that sounds awesome, especially if you have the volume, but I will tell you guys, I did, um, I was in Colorado for a week. Um, or I knew that I had a trip planned to Colorado and I had some past clients that I knew had emailed me and been like, man, we miss you being here. We've, we've been wanting to, we have questions for you. We want to, we, we just miss having you around. Of course it feels amazing to hear. But so I decided, well, what if I stayed for an extra week after my weekend and reached out to past clients and say, Hey, does anybody want to do a designer for a day with me? I'll be there this week. And I did. And I ended up booking five back to back designer for a day consultations. Three of them were past clients. Two of them were new clients. One of them could even be a potential future kitchen project, which I hope so because they were so awesome. But it was grueling. I was yeah. exhausted by the end of it. The five back to back was really hard, but doing them occasionally can, can be great. But maybe you have a personality where you, really get fired up by doing work like that. Um, you know, but for me, it's like six hours, maybe it's four hours for you or whatever, but, um, yeah, six hours, you're, you're pretty wiped by the end of it. Yeah. And it, I think that's a great package offering. If you like that, they are, I find them incredibly draining. I find even my two hour design jump starts to be like, they, they kick my butt, <laughs> but let me think about it. You do five designer for a days in a week. And I mean that it takes some work to hustle and get those five clients but yeah. I mean, that could be five, ten thousand dollars, depending on how you charge. Like that's a pretty friggin' solid work week, if I do yeah. say so myself. That's excellent. Yeah, yeah. Um, or if you do five of them in a month, and you work five days out of the month. Well, that's it. You can make this work for you. You can make these packages work for you. And one point I want to make because this took me some time to learn. Every project is different. And so I think there's a temptation with every project to kind of like reinvent the wheel and tweak things and modify. It's hard not to, but I have learned, and this sounds a little weird and robotic, but hear me out, to fit the people into the packages instead of making the packages fit the people. 
Like you were saying, Kate, you don't love doing the consulting. So if you have a call with somebody who's a lovely person, it sounds like a great project, but they really don't, their project doesn't fit into the model that you like to work. It's okay to say no. Don't try to do a designer on call where you're kicking yourself for spending hours doing crap you hate doing with them. It's okay that it's okay to tell somebody that you are not the designer for them, but here's someone else you might love. Let me give you their phone number. This has been something that's been hard and kind of humbling because I feel like there's, I feel like I get all my packages figured out and then somebody calls and I'm like, I don't even know what to do with this, but I kind of want, and I don't really, it never, they never end strong. I've been doing this long enough now. I think my packages are solid. I know they get the clients, the results they want. If they don't fit the packages, they're probably not the right project for me. And, you know, I understand there's different times in your career. You might need the project. And of course, there's times where things are slow, where you might be taking something on that maybe isn't the dreamiest of dreamy projects, but you're still going to get her done and do it great. But it's okay to have your packages and to know those boundaries. And then if people don't fit, they're not your client. Yeah, a hundred percent. I'm, I'm totally in agreement with, with that and learning what your, your strengths are. I do value the idea of tweaking what you, what you've come up with. If something doesn't work, um, for you, I, but I do, I guess what I'm trying to say is just because you have one bad experience with one client don't totally change everything right away. Like give it a few clients, a few projects to to test and see what works for you. Yeah. Well, the Um, the designer on call was a tweak. I found people, they weren't so on the extreme of wanting to DIY with e-design, but they did not need the time and expense of full service. I was like, okay, I can't just be turning away those other clients. What is something that makes sense? And that's, that's how that was born of just having a, a consulting offering. Yeah. Yeah. So give, give, give yourself the chance to try it out a little bit before you tweak. Um, I want to, before we totally wrap up here, talk about what, I I know you've got something like this, so um, tell me what it is. But for me, I, when I've come up with these packages, it's not just in my brain. I have a very structured way that I organize all of them. So I have a one page informational PDF that I have written out for each project or type or each service type so that when I'm on the phone with a potential client, little hint, unless they live across the country, your first design offering should always be an in-person consultation, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, Something I think you can talk to them about full service, but really you should be selling them on a consultation so that you can get your foot in the door. You can get to meet them. You can get to see the project and then provide a more in-depth offering. And then they can get to know you and then you sell full service to them. Um, But occasionally you can get on the phone and you can recognize this isn't a full service project. And so you can redirect them to something like your simply design or designer for a day. Um, But generally speaking, that's going to be the first place you want to direct them to. Anyway, my PDF, go ahead. I think a key point that we've kind of just glossed over and we just need to say expressly, your initial consultation call, that free call is super duper important and making Mm -hmm. sure that you're getting the right information, asking the right questions is key. Um, 
let's dive into that in another episode. I'm going to make a note of that right now because I think that's a great topic to go into yeah. deeper. But all that to say, if you don't yet your have film, that, like, What does your initial phone call look like? And then what it, like talk about the consultation itself, in-person yeah. consultation. Because I think there's a lot of designers that get overwhelmed by that or, or freaked out that they're going to screw something up or not be able to think on the fly, you know, which is really what that is. So, Oh, I have um, a script could... for those calls. Those are not just casual, how you doing today calls. I mean, this is, this is business. Yeah. Well, same for the consultation in person. Yes. Uh, there, there should be some structure, some structure there. Um, so, but my, I, my one page PDF for each project answers these questions. So the very beginning, there's a general description of what it is. Um, the next section is what is included. And I'm just going to say, cause I'm looking at my design kickstart here. Um, so the description is a one-on-one design Q and a session to help you get unstuck or act as a jumping off point for a full service project. This is a chance for you to pick my brain and get unfiltered professional interior design advice and support. Expect to tackle a number of high level questions that will help you get clear on your big picture goals, such as your design aesthetic, functional goals, and budget. So that's just a really quick general description. Then it says, what does it include? Um, So this includes a 90-minute design session plus a 30-minute project evaluation. So I give an extra 30 minutes for us to stop talking about the project and talk about working together. Um, And then it includes complimentary travel. Um, It excludes travel beyond local areas. Um, So I include description, what it includes, what it excludes. Um, Next section, is it in-home or virtual? Um, this one is in person only. Um, and then I have some notes to client. So it just says they need to complete this questionnaire. All decision makers must be present. So yes. if they have a, a spouse or a partner, um, that person, um, is, should be there for the consultation, um, that they need to pay to reserve their, their session and that they need to bring pen and paper and get ready to take notes. And then the last section is the investment. What does it cost? Um, so my consultation is $3.95. So every single service has these same key points, a description, what it includes and what it excludes. Is it in person or virtual? And any notes that are particular to that uh, for the that you want to make sure the client is aware of? Um, and then what does it cost? And if you just take those questions and you outline each service, then I think if you're unclear about what your offerings are, this can be an easy way to get really clear. You, I, I know you have something similar. Guys, that is so good. You need to go back and write that down and do that if you don't already. That is so, I mean, it seems so obvious, but I don't, I don't have those fancy one pages. You think I do. I don't. I mean, I'll write emails to people, but I've never thought of like a quick one sheet of like, here's the lowdown. Here's everything you need to know. And that builds such trust with people at that starting point that just helps everything run smoother from day one. Now, to be clear, this isn't something that I email them. I have it in front of me for talking points. If I decide to direct them toward, you know, the design kickstart or an e-design service or full service, that way I don't forget to mention anything. That said, I have a very robust, you could, you certainly could. I do have a separate document that's more of like a sales PDF for full service. And it's like 10 pages and it's it's a number of things. And that I fire off right away um, after I... So I'll book the consultation on the phone with them. So let's say, this sounds great. We want to do the in-person consultation. Um, 
we'll look at the calendar together, decide on a date and time, confirm the location. And I'll, I just tell them, I'm going to follow up with an email just um, that will have your invoice to uh, finalize your booking. And there's a questionnaire. And uh, for me, the questionnaire asks a little bit more detailed questions about them and the house, stuff that we won't want to get to on the phone, but gives me a little bit more insight before I get there. Um, And then I have the informational PDF. So that's just about me and my business and what services I offer. Like, you know, do I include, do I offer renderings and that sort of thing? Um, Testimonials, some portfolio pictures, that sort of thing. Um, And so I recommend creating something like that if you don't already that you can send to them that they have. And it gives them something to get excited about. Yeah. You know, get your, simplify your offerings, make them crystal clear. Yeah. Spend some time going through these talking points that Kate talked about. What is the service? What does it cost? What do, what do you expect from the client? What shouldn't they expect? I think that's great. I Yeah. I, the last thing I want to say too is I, the reason why I had to do this is because early on, if I didn't have them written down, nothing will make you sound more unhireable <laughs> than if you are unprepared on the phone and you don't have a really firm answer to what do your offerings look like. Yeah. Um, if you're like, I don't know, I'm going to have to look that price up. I haven't looked it up in a little while. Like, oh my God, they're going to go running for the hills. You need you need to have that just buttoned up. Button girl. it. I love it. Button it up. All right. I know we need to wrap. We got to keep this episode a little bit shorter today for time, but let's talk about some key takeaways. So the too long, didn't read it version. Here you go. Simplify your offerings with tiered level of services. That's kind of the the nutshell. Don't have too many services. Figure out what your clients need, what you love to do, and package those little beasts up into beautiful little sellable packages of excellence. I don't even know what to call them. (laughs) Simplify it, essentially, is important. Get rid of all the extraneous crap. You don't need 75 design packages. Nope. Um, Also, you don't need to share all of your offerings with every client. You need to listen to what they need, and you need to recommend the best option for them. Be the expert. And start high. Don't, yes. I mean, you, you, if you know they're a full service client, just have in your mind that they're a full service client and that's why you're going to do the consultation and get, get in the door. Yeah. I love that. We didn't really touch on price. There's more of that in episode seven, but just know that your package price communicates your value. So pay attention to how you're charging, how you're pricing and how that's perceived by people because you, yeah. yes. And you need to be able to justify your, your yes. price. Absolutely. For, for what it is. I mean, I have a $2,500, $3,000 e-design package and I need to be able to tell a client, how is this different from such and such online for 250 a room? Bingo. And, you know, we have similar packages, but ultimately there's no one right way to package or charge. There's not, I, I don't even think there's any services that we would say you must have this in your business. A lot of designers do similar things and you can see for Kate and I, a lot of similar package offerings have worked well, but you are the lady boss or man boss. I keep getting corrected. There's dudes. You're the <laughs> boss. You can create. Gender neutral bosses. 
You are, yeah, yes. You are boss. You make package. You recommend package. You good designer. I'm getting really hungry. I think we just need to stop talking now. <laughs> you talk pretty one day. I talk pretty one day. I'm so hungry. So oh, I know. as we say goodbye, if you have not already grabbed your free mini business toolkit, you can do that at designersgettingcoffee.com. In there is going to be your install day box checklist, an awesome reference guide that has typical design project hours to help you estimate for projects. There's a list of our favorite design and business tools we use and more. Grab yours at designersgettingcoffee.com. I have one more reminder for our listeners. Yes, Kate. Okay, guys, every 10 episodes, we will do Q&A yes. sessions. So this is episode 17. So coming up will be episode 20, where we'll take your questions. So if you have questions you want answered on the air, please uh, send those to us at hello on- at designersgettingcoffee.com. Or you can DM us on Instagram at designersgettingcoffee. Thanks, Leslie. Thanks, Kate. Have a good week, girl. You too. Bye. Bye. Hey, designer, thanks for sharing part of your day with us. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe and leave a review on iTunes so we can continue to connect with badass design bosses like you. For more Designers Getting Coffee and to join the conversation, follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Designers Getting Coffee.